Hello, and welcome to the Convo Lab, conversational collaborations. I am Karen Cathcart, your hostess with the mostest, and today I am absolutely delighted to not only be celebrating harvest time and autumn, because I got these fabulous new pillows today, and I'm really excited. Yes, I actually spent about 15 minutes arranging them just so y'all can see them, because I like them that much. But I am so excited for our guest today. Her name is Andrea B. Flintroy, and she is a confidence coach, y'all. Now, does anybody need some confidence? Well, if you do, this is the chick who is going to help you get there in a godly way. Welcome, Andrea. Hello, hello, hello. And thank you so much for allowing me to be your guest on the Combo Lab. I'm so excited for the Combo Lab. Yeah. I am excited for you. And you know what? Let's just start from the beginning when right. we met. Because first of all, Andrea has a lot of claims to fame. She's a mom. She's a wife. She's a woman of God. She is a therapist. How do you say it? A clinical? What's your title? Yes. I licensed therapist. I'm um, a licensed clinical social worker. So, yes. Yes. All of that. Mm-hmm. But she also has her own podcast and show, which is called The Conversation. It is. So I'm here with the host of The Conversation, and she is visiting me on the Combo Lab. Now, you might wonder, how did this little match get made? So I'm going to tell you my side. And then I'm going to let Andrea tell her side of how God brought us together and allowed our paths to cross for his purpose. I was on LinkedIn and I saw this random message where this lady who was this confidence coach had put something out saying, would you like to share your story? Now, Karen, having the big mouth that she does, sure, why would I not want to share my story? The first time I reached out to Andrea and we talked, we clicked. It was like we had known each other forever. I think that our initial touch base, you had sent me a Zoom link and we had to have talked for about an hour. I'm not even sure if you had said it for maybe 15 minutes. It was supposed to be a discovery call. <laughs> but I ended up bleh, telling her my life story in 15 minutes. And I was like, okay, so is this something you can use on your show? The conversation. <laughs> so that's my side of the story. Now, what's your side of the story, ma'am? Uh, well, my side of the story is definitely, you know, it fits into that. You are absolutely right. So um, I was being very obedient to the word of God. And he gave me the conversation. Um, the conversation started out as... Uh, well, I'm going to say this. The first episode of the conversation was women and mental health. And I know that in um, the black community, especially and amongst women, but just especially in the black community, we don't talk about therapy. We don't talk about mental health. We don't go to therapy. We believe that what happens in a house stays in a house. And that is definitely a generational learn behavior, you know, what we've learned from our great grandmothers, our grandmothers, our aunties, you know, we just believe that 
when something happens in the house, we keep it in the house. And I believe that that thought process came because of the shame. So we don't want to talk about what's going on because we don't want to shame our name. You know, we want to keep a certain type of image and honor um, on our names. And so if we have to talk about certain issues or challenges or struggles that we're going through, then we're not honoring our name. Then, like I said, again, it brings shame to us as in the individuals or whomever it plays, whomever the situation may involve. And so the Lord gave me that, um, he gave me that idea and he told me to move. And so that's exactly what I did. I moved. Um, now just a little bit backstory for me. I'm not a mover. I, I oh no, I am. I did not know that about you. I am one. I would sit, I would sit on it and I would sit. I am like a, a chicken with an egg. I am going to sit on it. And so that was the thing that was just so surprising. And it was definitely a step out on faith for me. Um, and then the courage that it took for me to do that. Wait, 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 wait. You said mm -hmm. that it took courage for you it to did. step out, but mm -hmm. you were already a confidence coach, correct? Mm -hmm. I was. Okay. I just wanted to bring that out for our viewers. Go ahead. Yes. And, and you know what? I'm glad you did bring that out. And the reason being is because anytime we have a situation or anytime we go through something, and especially when it's um, unfamiliar, when we're treading in unfamiliar territory, it takes that courage. It's just like what God told Joshua when he told him, he said, be strong and courageous. So not only do we have to have the strength to do it, but we have to be courageous. And one thing about us being courageous, one thing about us having the courage, guess what? Fear is going to always be there. But you have to be courageous enough to attempt to do whatever it is that you set forth to do. Or whatever the, um, the 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 task is, you have to have that sense of courage. And sometimes it takes us having a lot of we're not even gonna say a lot, but just a little bit of courage. And so I think back, like a um, mustard seed. That's all we need. Yes, that and that's really it. And so, like hmm. I said, I think back on the scripture of Isaiah forty-one and ten. And so now this one is very much so dear to my heart, like viewers like this one this one right here is is it's mine I like i feel like he wrote this for me <laughs> but when he says um fear not for i am with you be not dismayed i am your god i will help you i will strengthen you and i will uphold you with my righteous right hand mm -hmm. okay this is everything i need because i have fear and so I have to have, I have to be courageous, but he tells me also in the midst, you know, fear not. Why? I'm right here with you. I told you that I would never leave you nor forsake you. I'm always right here beside you. I'm always with you. And so, and that's what I needed. Like I needed that, that God, that God validation, like, okay, I need you to validate me and let me know that you are here and that you are guiding me and that you are with me. You know, okay, I'm going to be obedient to your word that you told me to do, but I still need you. 
and that and that was the thing. So I still needed him. And so, like I said, I'm I'm definitely I'm not a mover. I know um, as people see me, they see me as a mover and a shaker, and they're like, "Oh my goodness, you're doing so much." And you're right. Once I get started, I'll roll. <laughs> I got I'll roll. But it's that it's that initial push. It's where I need that courage to to do it. And so that's what it it sounds to me like your desire to obey God was that push. And it was. It was my some some of us who shall remain nameless hear him speak. And that fear keeps us paralyzed. And you are absolutely right. It does. Um, Because and I. And this is just me. I truly believe that the fear that has us paralyzed is also because of the thinking that we have. So if we have the thinking of scarcity, if we have like a poverty mindset, if we have like a fixed mindset, which means that we would rather stay in a certain spot. We're fixed on this. If you believe that you can't do it, if you see that you can't do it, if you think that you can't do it, then that's exactly what's going to happen then you're not going to be able to do it. But if you have this growth mindset, which you're telling yourself, I can do this. I know I'm afraid. I know I have fear. I know I feel like, you know, I'm uncomfortable. And and the uncertainty, you know, it makes me feel uncomfortable. But yet I believe that I can do this. And so as a man think it, so is he. So I believe that I can. So guess what? I am going to do it. And so, and that's where, like I said, again, with this scripture, when I needed God's validation, I needed him to be with me and to, to just walk with me. I needed him definitely to walk with me and to guide me. And, you know, it's so funny because I think about the, um, I think it was a poem. Every time I see it, I see the picture, but it was a poem and remember it's the footprints. Mm Mm-hmm. And so when you feel like sometimes it's just your footprints in the sand, and truthfully, they're not even your footprints. They're his footprints because he's carrying us. Mm-hmm. But, you know, yes, yes. And I, I feel like I just done, I don't went on and on and on. But you know what? It's just when I think about the goodness of the Lord and especially over the things that I have just gone through over the past previous weeks, it's like I can't do anything but worship him and give him praise mm-hmm. and, and just know that he is guiding me, he's leading me, and he's the one carrying me all the way. Not me, myself. You know, I feel like sometimes we try to get stuck and and try to give ourselves the glory. Like, you know, it's a, a me thing. But no, it's a God thing. Amen. So, yeah. But, okay. So, the conversation was definitely created. It was developed. Um, The conversation was also, it was an imitation or imitated from testimonial service. Huh. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah, so testimony. <laughs> um, and, and for the listeners, anyone, you know, testimonial service, you know, uh, a member would get up and they would give their testimony of some struggle, challenge, issue or praise that they had. And even in that, they talked about their journey. They talked about that process. Mm. They talked about. Um, how it started, you know, even though they would say, you know, I thank God because now I'm healed, I'm delivered, I'm set free. But they talked about what I remember when. 
And so when I was a thief, when I was a liar, when I was a whoremonger, when I committed adultery, I remember when. But let me also tell you about the goodness of Jesus and how he has delivered me, set me free, broke chains. But they talk about that process, though. And that's the thing of the conversation. The conversation brings you that process. So I believe that testimonial service helped um, us spiritually to go through our own personal journeys that we had in life. And so it's like without testimonial service, I feel like there's a lacking in the church because we need to know as people, we need to know what someone else has gone through because now we're beginning to feel like I'm alone and it's just me. How about we are used to curated snapshots so we are not always privy to process and we do have a tendency to hide and or isolate mm-hmm. when we feel that our stuff is jacked up we don't want yes. to be showing folks our boogers warts and ashy skin as i call it mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. we all got them mm-hmm. but We don't want to talk about that. We don't want to show it. You know, Mm -hmm. that's why we put on deodorant. That's why we buy toothpaste. Because, I mean, Eric, nobody wakes up looking 100 Mm -hmm. Look, no matter what Beyonce say, we don't wake up like this. Hello. (laughs) So, I personally am guilty of, you know, back in the DVR days, recording those shows on HGTV And I would just fast forward through all the demolition Mm. part. And I didn't want to see the teardown part. That was sad because I was like, oh, even though that building is dilapidated and crumbling down, I was like, they ain't got to knock it all the way down, do they? I didn't want to see the putting up the drywall. I didn't want to see the painting part. My big thing was the reveal with all the sparkles and glitter. And they'll show the before, but then the after. But you cannot get to the after without a before and without a process. And we Mm -hmm. have tried to whitewash that. And so that is why I appreciate the conversation because. Thank you. There's some people that need that bridge. Like everybody don't need to go back to their past. Everybody Mm -hmm. does not. I am not saying everybody needs to go and dig up stuff out of a graveyard. No Mm -hmm. way. However, I do believe that it is purposed and designed for some people to cross our paths for us to share with them. Hey, you might be there now, but you ain't going to be there forever. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you my story about how God brought me out. And that gives hope. And that's the thing. And you're absolutely right. It does. It gives them hope. And like I said, and then you go from feeling like, I'm by myself. Mm-hmm. You go from suffering in silence to, okay, I have a sister who has also had a journey similar to mine. So now I feel like I have someone I can go and talk to, someone I can lean on, someone that can support me as I'm going through my journey, my process, or my situation that I'm going through. But I do like what you said before, when we like to we give snap snapshots 
And so we don't mm -hmm. want people to see the process because it's ugly. It's very ugly. And that's the thing about it. The process, it's not pretty. Like you mm -hmm. were talking about the home when they had to tear it down or they got to mm -hmm. knock out some walls. It's, it's an ugly process. You know, it's a process where you got to use your hands. Mm -hmm. You got to pull some things down with your hands. So you're going to get dirty. You got to get on yeah. your knees. Yes. Because you got to pick up some things on your knees. And Ooh. so I can't go in the house well dressed up. I have to go in the house with my armor on. Whatever their armor may be, I have to go in with my um, my, my waders on, my, my boots that come up my ankle. Because, you know, just in case it's water in the house. So, you know, I don't want the water to get on me. So you got to go in there ready, prepared, and armored and shielded. Mm. So of course, like I say it's definitely it's gonna be it's gonna be ugly. It's it's grimy. It's grimy. But again, if we're going to help someone else through their journey, help them heal. In order for me to heal, I got to reveal what my process was. I have oh. to talk about what my process was, because and like you said, with the snapshots, everyone is not. Everybody can't get with you if I don't know what you've been through. And that's just me. I mean, I, I'm. It hey. builds trust. And it really does. And that's exactly what, what they say. Know, the Bible says, know them that labor among you. And we do inspect and check the fruit. So. Which they bear. When, when you and I connected. It was deep calling us deep. It was iron sharpening iron. Mm -hmm. So I knew you weren't flimsy and flaky. I said, oh my gosh, <laughs> this chick done been through something. Even before you ever told me your story. Oh, yes. yes. But yes. not just the fact that you went through, but that you emerged mm -hmm. stronger because of Christ. Mm -hmm. And yes, yes. I, I think you're exactly right. Too many people are trying to take credit and glory for what God's spirit is clearly doing because mm -hmm. we do not have the power in ourselves to, oh my goodness, some of these generational bondages. Mm. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And yeah, and you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. But so like I say, that's, that's just the, the the basis of why the conversation was created, you know, to help someone else along their journey. By and you're currently speaking. doing it through Facebook Live on Wednesdays mm -hmm. at what time? Wednesdays at, um, I like to say, um, how does it go? 8.30, 7.30 Central? Yes, that's where it goes. 8.30 p.m. Eastern, 7.30 Central. It's Central time, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Because, Every Wednesday, know, she is on Facebook, y'all. I'm going to put this up again. So connect with Andrea, the confidence coach and the host of The Conversation yes. with Andrea B. Flintroy. Because <laughs> every week... I love her consistency. She is bringing on guests to share their stories. And I was really excited that she invited me to share my story. Uh, it's been a couple of months ago now, right? Mm -hmm. And so here we are today because I called you 
and told you after I had been in somebody's session, it was probably about productivity and getting up off of that, you know, being an egg sitter. And I said, Andrea, I'm so convicted of sitting on this. God had given me the idea for the Convo Lab back like in March. And mm -hmm. I got stuck because I was like, I don't know how to do this. And so I called you and I said, look, I will pay you, whatever. I got to understand and know the knowledge that you have learned from your experience so that I can be obedient to God. Because I had a list of people to interview already. Mm -hmm. I just didn't know the technology. And y'all, this is what I love about Andrea. She sat and showed me the technology and showed me how simple it was. I was like, for real, that's all you do? She showed me, she held my hand, she supported me. And so that sister support, I am forever grateful. And I was like, you ain't gonna look at me like, you you trying to do what I'm doing? And do you remember what you said to me? No, what did I say exactly? <laughs> it's lonely at the top. It's more fun with friends. You said, come yeah. on. You said, come on. Yes. With your yes. New Orleans uh, draw. Say it for me. Say, come on. Come on. I, 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 I get, you know, I can't. You said, come on. <laughs> You done been here in North Carolina too long. <laughs> I think so. But you know what? I have to be, I, I think I have to be in the height of the moment to, <laughs> to really just pull it out and be like, come on. So, but that's where it, yeah, that's it, where is. it is. Yeah. But, but and, I told, and then I told you. And so the, our collaboration came. I said, as you say this, what did I tell you I was going to do? You was going to do it. And you was going to make a, um, a workbook. I said, I'm writing it down. You're writing it down. So that not only, yeah, you said the workbook, but I was seeing a course because there's yes, other did. people that, <laughs> I, oh, oh, you try. Okay. You did. You did. Crazy. You really did. You did. So we're putting but ourselves you know, on blast. I'm just so, and I, I think that's the, I don't know, but I'm just so freely giving. Uh, because I don't know. I really don't know, but I'm just freely giving. And so it was like, I had the information and I wanted to give it to you, you know, to help someone else along their journey, along That's that path. Why. That is why your motivation is love. You don't want people to stay stuck in their mess. You don't I want don't. them to stay in the demo zone. Nobody wants to be sleeping around in sawdust and no, you want to, Sweep that stuff away and put some nice sheets on the bed and everything. Mm -hmm. We can't be sleeping on egg crates and, you know, sitting around mm -hmm. on boxes and forever. And you're right. You're There's a temporary. Right. There's a temporary. There's a part of the process where that is quite necessary. Mm -hmm. And we, we've experienced it. Yes. That, you know, everything is not in perfect working order. Mm -hmm. It's rough because some stuff got to go and some new stuff got to be planted. Mm-hmm. But at some point in the process, we're supposed to grow, we're supposed to mature, mm -hmm. and we must progress beyond what that past was. Yes, and that's the truth. And that's the thing. I think that's what brought me into being a confidence coach, 
because I feel like I, I want people to, especially, especially my women. I'm sorry. I'm just my 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 women, my sisters, they're just very near and dear to me. Um, because I want them, <laughs> yes, and I want them to see the the the, the power and the potential that lies within them because there's power in you. There's power and strength that lies within you. And so and that's what I like for my my sisters to see is that, that that power and their strength that they have. And I like to pull that out and go, you know, you are amazing. You are worthy. You are beautiful. And I want them to see the beauty. I want them to see what I see in them that I see in them. And so it remember, reminds me of, so I started a youth program um, some years back at home. It's a mentoring program. It's called Destined Divine Divas. And that program was created because I remember the song, um, and it's an old song. It was a song by Tupac. And the song was Brenda's Got a Baby. And in that song, Brenda was a young, young teenage mother. And Brenda ended up, um, she ended up dying, but she was selling her body. She was um, doing drugs and but she just didn't have nowhere to go, nowhere to turn. She felt alone, but I feel like it was Brenda's worth that was also lacking in that moment also. And so, and that's what I wanted to bring to the young girls in my mentoring program, um, that sense of self-worth, that sense of value, that sense of that you are someone, that you are somebody. And so, and that was the same thing that I wanted to bring over again into adulthood and to the adult women is you are special. You are someone, you are powerful. And so, like I said, again, I just want them to see what I see when I see them. That is powerful. Now, I'm going to ask you, because you have interviewed many people, what is the common thread of why people do not have confidence? Challenges. Hmm. The different challenges that we go through, the different experiences that we go through, it, it, what's the word I'm looking for? It, it knocks at a piece of our self-esteem and our self-worth. It erodes. Yes. And so a piece by piece of it is being pecked away. It's being pecked away and it's being pecked away. And so and the thing about it is, is we're empty. Mm. Due to the situation or the circumstance, whatever it is that we're in, we're empty. And so in order to, to grow, you have to be full. You have to deposit something in you. Well, if my experience is that, say, I'm a teenage mother. Well, I'm already empty. But this is unbeknownst to me that I'm even empty. Mm. So my teenage mother, um, and I have to tell my family, my mother, my parents that I'm pregnant. Well, of course, what they're going to say, they're not going to like, well, come on, baby, you and the, you, come on. Well, no, that's not the initial 
<sighs> Even though that's what we want it to be. That's not the initial conversation. The initial conversation is how could you? Why did you? I had so much hopes for you. There's places I wanted you to be. It's, it's things and where I wanted you to go. Not, okay, we have this situation. This does not demean you. This does not devalue you. You still have value. You still have worth. Guess what? You just come to a different crossroad than other individuals. That's all. And so it's changing the perspective of that support because you already feel down because of what you've done. Because you are you have high hopes for yourself. Mm-hmm. But like I said, you're already empty, unbeknownst to you. And so when someone, when they're constantly spewing negativity and not even knowing, and that's the thing, sometimes we speak negative and we don't even know that we're speaking negative. And we that contributes throw, to that erosion. Yes. We will put negative labels on people and not even realizing that we're being negative. Mm. You know, someone told me that they were getting ready to to move, do their, their next adventure. Mm-hmm. And someone very close to them said, mm, well, you'll be back. Or that's not going to work out for you. Wow. Are you sure that's what you want to do? This is my favorite one. Have you prayed about it? Now, understanding that it's all in someone caring mm-hmm. in the way that the message was delivered. Right. And timing. And and definitely timing. Mm-hmm. Because you don't know what the individual is going through on the inside. And so when you have new, um, ex- new things happening, you already, you know, you already have these questions running through your own mind. And so it's like when someone else says it, it's like, well, wait a minute. Are you, you're, you're not being supportive and all you want is that small support. Mm-hmm. And so that's just a little bit more of what I do as a confidence coach, being that support, being able to, like I said, um, opening up that door so they can see themselves in the same light that I see them in uplifting them, empowering them, encouraging them, and pushing them too. Because sometimes they we need that push. Yes, we so do. So with the, the positive, nourishing things that I deposit in, um, in the individuals, in my clients, and then I also tell them too. Now, once your cup gets full, you never feed someone out of your cup. You don't give out your cup but you give them from your overflow. Ooh, just see and say that again. You never, once your cup gets full, you never serve from your cup. You never feed anyone from your cup. You don't give from your cup, but you give from your overflow. And the reason being again, because once you, when you get empty, Who's going to feel you? Mm. And that's what we can, we, we find ourselves that again, we're empty 
and we're pulling because we're grasping for air. We're, we're grasping, trying to find that hope, trying to find something, trust, trying to find anything to help us. But And at the time you need it, no one's there. So what do you do? You stay full. You stay full in your cup. You serve from your overflow. You feed from your overflow. And so whenever you find that your overflow is drying up, that means you have nothing else to serve. So yes. So now we're going into boundaries. Ooh. And also one of my things that I am working on in this season, which is self-care. Oh, yes. Definitely. But boundaries are a part of self-care because if boundaries I do not are set boundaries, definitely. I will not see the value and importance of mm -hmm. taking care of me because mm -hmm. I'd be so busy with CHD, chronic helping disease, which I do Ooh. believe is a genetic condition. I'm dealing. I'm, I've gotten a lot better, but, you know, we don't have to be the doormat. No. We can help people without, like you say being empty mm -hmm. being taken advantage of so those Definitely. boundaries i'm really glad that you mentioned that well andrea yes. i love the mix of your formal training as a clinician along with the empathy that you have as a woman of god and a woman of prayer and so i am going to ask if you would pray for those of us who may be pouring from a cup that is not full. Mm. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. That I will. That I will. Listeners, um, you may be doing something, but I would ask that you just take a moment and kind of just pause. And in this moment, I know it's someone that you can think of that might be empty, that may be going through different challenges, different struggles. And then you might be thinking of yourself who is going through different challenges and struggles. And you have so much going on and you're trying to consume so much and you feel overwhelmed and you feel stressed out. I want you to know that you are not by yourself. You are not alone and that your God in heaven will be there with you. He says in his word that I will never leave you nor forsake you. He said, I will help you. I will strengthen you in your weakness. He has the strength for you. So just lean and depend on him and trust. Trust that he's going to guide you and he's going to see you through because his word, his promises, they are made true. The Lord God is not a man that he shall lie. And everything he says is true and it shall come to pass. So at this time and at this moment, I'm going to pray for some for anyone, individuals who might be empty and need that refilling. Dear Heavenly Father, God, first, we just want to say thank you. God, we just thank you for being Jehovah Jireh, Lord God. Thank you for being our provider. Thank you for being the head of our lives, oh God. God, we thank you because we know that you sit high and you look low. We know for a fact that God can't nobody do what you can do. 
And Lord, in this time, I pray for my sisters. I pray for my brothers. I pray for any individual, oh God, that is feeling empty, oh God. Lord, that feels like they don't know which way to go. They feel stuck in the midst of what they're going through. They're overwhelmed. They feel stressed out, Lord God. And you, we know that you say, cast all our cares upon you. And God, sometimes it's even hard just to get to the place where we can just empty it out and pour it to you. So God, I pray for their strength, Lord God, that they can get to you so that they can give you the baggage that they are carrying, oh God. God, I pray and I ask that you replenish in them the, the necessary things that they need. Replenish the joy, the love, the peace, oh God. Replenish the strength that they need, oh Heavenly Father. God. And we just thank you for your grace and your mercy, oh God. We thank you for being a loving Father. Because God, we need you today. We need you more now than we ever have, oh God. We need your light your direction. Mm. And we just need you to hold us, oh God. Build that fence of protection around us. God, and also I pray for the spirit of discernment on my sisters and my brothers, Lord God, that they're able to see and, and, and feel and have that awareness that they are empty and they can't feed from their cup but God, that they can feed from their overflow, that the blessings that you've placed on them, that they will be able to give from the overflow in which you've given. God, right now, we just thank you for your Holy Spirit. We thank you again for just being who you are. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen and amen. <sighs> My sister, I am so grateful for you allowing God to fill and refill you over and over beyond the broken places so that you would be able to give from your overflow because I have certainly benefited from your overflow. I have benefited from your giving spirit. And I appreciate you. And I know that our viewers are being blessed. So mm -hmm. I am here today with the Convo Lab because you obeyed God and stepped out in faith to start the conversation. And then you were not selfish to keep it to yourself. But out of your overflow, you shared your methods that you had learned. And you taught me and showed me how to do what God was calling me to do. And you encouraged me. So you have modeled everything that you stated earlier throughout our, our chat, our combo. Mm -hmm. So y'all, Andrea is the real deal. <laughs> through and through. Thank you so much. So I will tell us once again, if you would like to connect with Andrea, she is on Facebook as Andrea Flintroy, and she is on Instagram at Andrea Flintroy. Now I'm telling you, 
y'all going to want to follow her on IG because the quality of the messages that she is putting out, I am pretty selective in the stuff that I take in and consume because mm -hmm. I'm a content creator too. But the stuff that Andrea be putting out, y'all, it is gold. It's a gold mine. And it's always so timely. So I just appreciate your press because I know it's not easy, but you're committed to obey God so that the people that he cares so much about can receive that healing, can receive that overflow, and can begin to be mended so they can go forth. And that's what you did. You poured out the bomb in Gilead on me so that I could move beyond where I was. Because, yeah, I done gone through some stuff and experienced some healing and deliverance. But God has yet more for us. And yeah. so it is great to grow in community with people that we trust. And we trust because of God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. You and I, we we met each other on a spiritual plane and we knew each other by the spirit from day one. And that was like, I don't even know how like that. But we were we had a common kindred spirit. And that yes, was by yes. design by our father. And I'm so yes. thankful. Because you are a gift. Mm, thank you. Well, y'all. This is the Combo Lab with Karen Cathcart. I pray that you have enjoyed this episode and that you will come back to the conversational collaboration because we're going to be bringing you quality content, conversations with amazing women of God who are doing amazing things. Thank you for joining us tonight. And we'll see you soon again on the Combo Lab. Bye. <clears throat>